Jesus House in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London. God bless you. the Lord uh, as I prepared for our service today what he would have me share with Jesus house and he says Jesus house it is time to engage time to engage I'm gonna uh, just pray father I just uh, commit this uh, brief time and this brief brief word back into your hands and ask that you would prepare the hearts of your people speak to your people Prepare me, give me utterance, Lord God. And I pray that in the name of Jesus, that the outcome that you would have come from this time together will will truly be manifested in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, the story is told of um, a young boy uh, not far away from here at the base over in Hertfordshire uh, who... God had gifted him with the ability to sketch. So he does all these sketchings from when he was really young. And and, uh, he had recently, in more recent years, been sketching uh, drawings of cars. He reminded me of a a young boy that I, a, a classmate I went to school together with, because he always used to sketch cars. But anyway, this uh, young boy, late teen, 19, 20, was sketching these drawings, went to uni, was coming out of uni, and went for an interview. And he obviously takes his portfolio along. He shows the people that are interviewing him these sketches of cars that he had been sketching. And would you believe it? With, they started whispering to themselves, saying whatever, whatever, And before you knew it, they were offering him to buy all the pictures, all the rights. They offered him eight million for those pounds (laughs) for those pictures. You know, another um, story, and this is of a much older person who built an app. And this app actually got hundreds, uh, thousands, hundreds of thousands, possibly even millions of downloads. This is a much older person who you wouldn't expect to be familiar with this whole app-building craze, who, as a result, I think, you know, the utility of the app was to do with the movements in the body, and everyone was downloading it, and it's become an overnight success. And what has that got to do with the fact that we are to engage? It's the fact that we have been told to engage. You know, I've been reflecting on how God works through us to represent him in our cities, in our villages, in our homes, in our towns. And I was reflecting on this scripture that I'm quite familiar with because growing up as a young boy in a Baptist church in Obanikoro in Lagos, uh, I was part of the youth ministry, which was called the Royal Ambassadors. And our theme scripture was this scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. 
So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. And that phrase, come back to God, really struck me. You know, because I'm thinking to myself that, yes, there are people who have perhaps known God, had a thriving relationship with him, have faltered, have fallen away. But then there are some people who have not known God at all because of the country in which they live, the culture in which they've grown up in, the type of home that they've grown up in. And then it occurs to me that when that appeal is made, it is not just being made to an individual, it is being made to us corporately. It's being made to us as a society. It's being made to us as a nation, as a community. So God is making an appeal through us to the society to come back to him. We are the salt and the light. God has spread us. So we're out of that salt shaker. We're like little grains of salt. I'm looking around and I'm seeing fellow salt in the shaker. Uh, Over at Greenwich, there is salt in a shaker. We are beams of light. And then we come together collectively to impact our corporate society, our towns, our cities, our villages, our nations. So Christ is making his appeal to us, to the nation, that we should come back to him. I thought, wow, what an awesome responsibility. You know, I've been uh, just reflecting as well on where we are as a nation. Where is this nation, the UK? I know we are Jesus' house for all the nations. I know that there are people connecting in uh, from all over the world. But in the UK, we currently obviously have a cost-of-living situation. For us, it's not a cost-of-living crisis, it's a cost-of-living situation. There's economic challenges with high interest rates and high inflation rates. And then on the spiritual side of things, the nation, to a large extent, has fallen into apostasy. That's where the nation is right now. And then alongside this or along with this whole apostasy comes a whole litany of attendant issues and situations. We have an identity crisis, and that's why we have a clutter of pronouns coming with our uh, name signatures, he, her, she, them uh, (laughs) situations. Some would say that we are living in a post-truth world. That's what some people will say. We're certainly seeing a vicious cancel culture. We're seeing a a rising of uh, quite militant forces who are um, uh, pressing in a very strong secular humanitarian agenda, which in itself can be seen in some quarters as some sort of a religion in its own right. We also have an immigration crisis both a legal immigration crisis and an illegal immigration crisis at the same time. This is all what is going on in the UK at the moment. Our social care is in disarray. 
Recently, the NHS clocked 75 years old, and in many quarters, there are serious concerns as to whether the NHS would actually reach its 100th birthday. <laughs> this is the nation that we're living in. We've got uh, a global climate crisis, an environmental uh, crisis going on, and so we're seeing extreme weathers in so many different uh, countries. Some are too cold, some are too hot. Either way, we're seeing extremes. There is a, a challenge to the rules-based order of society at the same time as we're experiencing people just challenging the whole idea of truth. So in the midst of all of this, a pertinent question is raised. Over in Greenwich, a pertinent question is raised. Wherever you are living, a pertinent question is being raised. Is this God's will? Because God has a plan for the nation. There is something that God wants to see. There's a way in which God would have this nation be right now. And so those of us that are salts and beams of light in the shaker... We need to be paying attention right now and asking ourselves the question, forget what everybody is saying, post-truth, this, that, the other, extreme, climate, whatever. What would God have for the nation right now? Uh, I believe he would want us to be living out godly values, godly principles in how we do things, godly ethics, his godly practices, godly laws to be coming out of our legislative chambers, godly behaviors, godly codes of conduct. And, you know, it, it's interesting that this whole thing about being those ambassadors of Christ, the fascinating thing about it for each one of us is that God specifically called you and specifically called me. Specifically. We're not an accident. We're not an accident at all. In the book of John, chapter 15 and verse 16, God says to each one of us, he says to you, he says to me specifically, he says, you didn't choose me. You're not here as a Christian. You're not sitting here because you are so smart and you worked it all out and you chose him. He says, I chose you. I appointed you, appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask using my name, Jesus speaking. We're all part of God's tapestry. We're all part of this thing that he's weaving, this vision that he has for us. And so, like the families and the individuals in the book of Nehemiah, who all took their positions around the wall, uh, around the wall and were responsible for building their own aspect of the wall is the very same way that each one of us needs to now be asking the question, if we don't already know, what is my part of the wall? What is the app that I need to be building? What is the sketch that I need to be drawing? Because God tells us already in his word, in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, he says, before you were born, I have already called you, I anointed you, I ordained you, I, I prepared you, I gave you a DNA, I gave you an assignment. Aren't you actually quite, uh, uh, aren't you 
not, uh, aren't you amazed at how you are actually so good at one thing, but then you notice somebody else is actually good at something else, but you're not great at that, and they're not great at what you are great at. It's because we are divinely, uniquely coded, each one of us, for God's specific purpose. So it doesn't really matter whether you're old or you're young or you're middle age. During Fresh Fire this morning, Sister Funke Akimboro was uh, saying about, uh, uh, saying to her daughter, I'm old, I'm old, I'm old for that. And her, her daughter spoke the voice of God back to her in that particular instance. And then you went on and shared a scripture that even in your old age, for anybody who wanted to use that as an excuse, you shall continue to bear fruit. So it occurs to me that every single grain of salt in that shaker, every single beam of light that the Lord has called, wherever we are, wherever you are, that the Lord has uniquely purposed you to bear fruit right here, right now, right in this season. It is time, Jesus' house, to engage. You know, last month we spent uh, the pursuit of God exploring God's charge to us to come up to higher ground. To come up to higher ground to do what? You know, he asked us to come up to higher ground. He asked us to contend for our faith. Because for all of the reasons that I mentioned earlier on, our faith was uh, under, uh, was being pushed back on in all different spheres of society. So we contended, we worshipped. We worshipped in the different manners of worshipping, and it was acceptable to God. We contended in prayers. We explored how to contend in our workplaces. Uh, Ken Costa talked to us about how uh, our workplaces affect our daily lives. We contended for our children. Pastor Kemi uh, led us to contend for our marriages. And isn't marriage particularly being pushed back against in, in this season. You know, uh, to, to, I'll come on to it in a second. But it, it's interesting that the way in which God is calling us to contend is a combination of what we do spiritually, but also we have a responsibility. Pastor Agu, during POG, talked about that famous battle with the Amalekites where the battle was being fought on the hill in the spirit realm, but at the very same time, there was an engagement that was going on in the valley with Joshua. Last month, as we went through POG, we were anointed for battle. We contended for the airwaves. Chinny McDonald's talked to us about that. Philip Stroud spoke to us about contending for the transformation of this very society that this salt shaker that we are has been sent in to affect. Colin Bloom spoke about contending for the public square. Uh, we contended for our mental well-being. Pastor Sholai Ruku led us to contend for the persecuted church. We have been tooled up, Jesus' house. We have been tooled up. It is now time to get into the broth to go and actually enforce the change. On the 30th of June, we got together in Wembley. And that altar was an 
obedient fulfillment of a prophetic action. It wasn't a concert. It wasn't, you know, Pastor Agu would mention to us that this is something that God has said to him time ago. It was not, it was a contention, and we thank God because the contention was successful in God's favor. The contention was an uprooting of all of these other altars that had been strangleholding our nation. But as the contention is completed in the spirit realm, there is a commensurate action that needs to be followed through in the physical. And it is each one of us that is responsible for helping to do that. It is what we did on the 30th of June leads to a physical manifestation right here in the city. And incidentally, it is that very manifestation that the whole world is waiting for. When the Bible tells us in Romans uh, chapter 8 verse 19 that the whole of creation is waiting for a future day when God will reveal who his children really are. He has already revealed who his children really are. He's gathered us together here at Jesus' house. He's gathered us together at the hub in Greenwich. He's gathered us together online. We are those children. This is the day. This is the season. It's the season to engage. It's the season to manifest. It's the season for us to enforce what it is that has already been won. It is actually quite possible for us to not know that that victory has been won and that we actually have to get out and do it. We have to take our sketches that we have drawn and actually go and present them to people. We may not know, so we might be sitting there when the victory has been won and is waiting to be manifested. In Jeremiah, the Bible says, I know the plan, the Lord says. I know what plans it is that I have for you, that I have for me. I said earlier that we have been uniquely coded. And so this morning, I just really want to pray over Jesus' house that the Lord will help each one of us, each grain of salt, each beam of light. The Lord would help each one of us to see and know exactly what we have been uniquely appointed and ordained for. And then... Having seen what we have been called for uh, and ordained for, for us to put aside all the inhibitions, the obstacles, the encumbrances, all the things that have clotted our way and held us back and prevented us from fully manifesting it, let us walk in the victory that has been achieved. You know, as Pastor Agu said during the pursuit of God, you you know, he, he, he mentioned how Um, there's a word that Pastor Badge said that stood with him. Uh, And what stood with me was one of the things that he said when he said, in Jesus' house alone, we are more than enough to bring about transformation. One Elon Musk is doing a whole bunch of things. One person is controlling media. One person is... So, 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 so if each one of us was to really, really manifest our full potential under the power of God, can you imagine what it is that the change is that we can bring? 
You know, the scripture in 2 Corinthians 3 talks about the fact that we are the letters that people are going to read. We are the letters that people are going to use to know Christ. And my prayer is that each one of us will be a well-written letter that people can read and understand, that the Spirit of God will manifest in their lives. Lord, strengthen our faith. Strengthen our faith to rise up and engage in this season. Help us, O Lord God, to, 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 to have the grace to be resilient, to press through, because in the same way that God is calling us at different ages to manifest, Sometimes it will take different amounts of time. It's not necessarily going to happen for every single person as you walk out of this place. But the, the, the moment of walking out is your first step towards where it is that God is calling us to. You know, I, I, I was reflecting on the fact that as a result of the very messages that have been preached right here from this pulpit... In recent years, I've gotten a lot more engaged in the public space. And I'm actually quite amazed. Not about the fact that I got engaged in the public space, but what I actually met in the public space. You know how you look at governments or institutions and you think they're all together and you think they've got it all worked out? I'm actually quite surprised that of a truth, the whole world is actually waiting for who knows, who has the revelation, who can bring the solution. I'm looking at some of our public policy in different areas, and new things are coming on stream in areas where you think, oh, I thought this was already locked down. People who are holding positions, you suddenly realize that you and I not only have more, more to, to bring, but then have, in addition, we are uniquely gifted with being the children of God. Jesus' house, it's time to engage. It's time to engage. That, uh, uh, that, 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 that um, scripture, on the, that, that scripture of the battle of Amalek is one that we must carry with us every single day. Because it's the same us engaging. It's not like, oh, some people somewhere are the ones uh, doing the praying and then I go and engage. No, we, you have to bring, we have to bring our own specific personal situation to God in order so that when a prophetic word comes forth in the same way that it came last weekend where Apostle Eckhart was saying that we're going to go from celebration to celebration, victory to victory, those things come. Because we got out of the salt shaker, we got into the broth, and we began to engage. It's time for us to uh, figure out what is my position in God's will for the nation. We are uniquely tooled with the word of God. We are uniquely tooled with the name of Jesus. We are uniquely tooled with that atomic weapon the blood of Jesus. The rest of the people don't have this. We have God's will that we are executing, and above all, we have the help of the Holy Spirit. So, on that note, I just really want to say, for all of the 
opportunities that have been made available to us, Jesus' house. Let us engage. Let us engage in the time to pray in the 6 a.m. sessions in the morning. Let us engage by interceding on Tuesdays during intercession prayers because we know that that is our opportunity to actually change situations. Those people that are meeting in the public space, the limit of what they can do without Christ is as much as you can go with your intellectual knowledge. We have the additional advantage. We have the dynamite, dynamic, atomic power that makes the difference. So let's engage on the hill. Let's engage in the valley. Let's figure out God's will for each one of us and bring it to pass. You know, Ken Costa said during the pursuit of God, he said, the place of our work is the place of our worship. It's our altar. It's a variant of what happened at Wembley. The place of our work is a place to bring about transformation. So Jesus' house, it's time to start that new job. So engage by applying. It's time to start that new business. It's time to set up that consultancy. Some of us know what it is that God has been calling us to do, but just haven't gotten around to doing it. It's time to take that course. It's time to take that professional course. It's time to take that uh, new academic course or even a course on how to share your faith. It's time to make that investment. It's time, it's time, it's time to engage. It's time to set up new schemes. It's time to come up with new initiatives. One day, a bunch of people sat together and decided that we are going to take over this rainbow-colored flag and we're going to turn a month of the year into Pride Month. And the same way that they were enabled or uh, entitled to pick a month because they planned it and organized themselves very well, is the very same way that a bunch of us can get together and decide that one month is Family Values Month. And we decide it and we keep it and we attend it ourselves and more people come back and attend it. What has God put on your heart to do? It's time to start building your own app that brings about a transformation. It's time to engage with your neighbors. Those neighbors that we say hi to and we don't engage any further. Now is the time. We've been told, we've been called, and the Lord is reminding us again today. It's time to prayer walk your neighborhood. It's time to take spiritual authority over the neighborhood and say, I decree what happens in this place. If Elijah was able to march into the king's palace because he knew what the scripture said and therefore was able to enforce it, Jesus' house, we too can enforce what it is that the scripture says for our nation. It's time to apply for that promotion. Sometimes you may be sitting there thinking, oh yeah, I'm not quite ready yet, or you're having a bit of an imposter syndrome. If the Lord says to you, it is time to engage, Jesus' house, engage. It's time to start that new ministry. It's time to start that new hobby. It's time to set up that charity. It's time to set up that social enterprise. These are the various vehicles that are going to be used to bring about the transformation 
that the whole world is waiting earnestly for. Each one of us, a grain of salt. Each one of us, a beam of light that is going to bring about that transformation. It's time to write that book. It's time to start that podcast with the breath of God on the book, the breath of God on the podcast. Never you mind what the marketing experts have to say about this, that, and the other. The Lord himself will propel it into the hands and into the hearts of the places and people where he wants it to go to. It's time for us to start rewriting policies. You know, all of you that are concerned about one specific thing, get together and start rewriting the policy. Start preparing what that thing is. What is the bill that you want to present to parliament as a replacement for the one that you don't like? What is it? Put something out on social media. Find other people that are equally passionate about that specific area and start to do something about it. Start to do your own TED Talk or do a variant of your TED Talk. It's time for you to start producing your own programs and pushing them out. And it's all the, 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 the access to the world has been democratized with technology, which means that whatever it is you produce certainly has a lot lesser hoops to jump through in order to get out there. And that is the grace of God. It's time to become the counselor. It's time to become an MP. And there's so many routes in and with our nation's politics currently in disarray and with politics increasingly polarized, now is the time, Jesus' house, to engage. That's the word of God. He says to you and to me today, it's time to establish God on each of the mountains of society. So find your place. Take hold of your space. It's time, it's time, it's time, it's time, Jesus' house, to engage. So Father, we just really want to thank you for your word. It's clear. We can't say we haven't heard it. We can't say we don't understand it. But we know that above all things, it is your spirit that empowers and it is your spirit that enables. So Lord God, for everyone on the sound of my voice and everyone who will be listening to this, I pray that your sweet Holy Spirit will take hold. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that each one of us, as your scripture says in Acts 1 chapter 8, we shall receive power. We shall receive ability, efficiency, and might as your Holy Spirit comes upon us. And we shall indeed become your witnesses. Father God, pour out your Spirit on us to witness for you wherever you take us, wherever you've planted us, wherever you've coded into our lives. Father, I ask, oh Lord God, for your breath to be upon the gifts on each and every single member of this house. Lord God, so that we would accomplish and truly be the letters that others will read and come to know you. The Bible says in Acts 10 verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And that is the dimension that is waiting, that the world is waiting for. Let us go and manifest the power of God. Jesus' house. Let us engage. Amen. 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 